Yeah, great, great. Uh, yeah, just let me know when we're going. <laughs> All right. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Series 7. First episode. Oh, my goodness. I'm Carl, and this is the one where, you know what I mean, Daniel is on, he's on the production buttons today. Um, and the hot seat is someone that I've been thinking about. I've, been, I've always thought about, I've, been, I've always thought I've wanted to get this person on, but he's a comedian. He's um, a, lot, a hell of a story. Mr. Phil Green. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm glad you've been thinking about me. That's nice. Oh, mate. Just don't tell the missus, right? <laughs> Just... Keep that between us okay. and the ten listeners that we're getting. To, yeah, that we're getting today. Yeah, yeah. How have you been? I've been all right. Um, I'm a bit hungover. Okay, I'm completely honest with you. Why? Uh, what happened? Well, I'm not. I'm not really a drinker, but I was gigging in Norwich on Friday, mm. and uh, I stayed up there, and I went out with like uh, some comedians and till quite late, and then got back less day, and then realised I had to go out for dinner mm. uh, with a load of mates last night. So. Yeah, I'm 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 still pretty drunk, but I've I've had three Red Bulls today. Yeah, to be wired to come here. <laughs> Good, so that's very respectful. Toxic of combination you. of wired and hungover. Very respectful of you. I Thank so. you. I think so. so. So was it a paid gig or was it a or was it a unpaid? Or um, do you not know? Is that that's the face of a man? No, who it was. Really it, know. No, 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 it was, but probably not enough, not so much that it justified the expense of going there. Ah. But it was one of those, basically. But it was, right. it was a great gig. I would say that. Oh, sweet! Was that that was Martin Westgate, right? It, it was. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful. Great shout out to Martin Westgate. Yeah, um, he's do, like he's doing so well. Like the fact that he's taken over, he's taken over. Um, what should we call it? Murph Control. Yeah, yeah. He runs that, and then he runs Humor Comedy, which is like the Norwich comedy circuit really it, mm. he does a brilliant job and he's really calm and collected as well which not all promoters are so yeah he's a good guy I like him a lot so who are your top five worst promoters then? Okay. Come on. so uh, <laughs> <laughs> no I'm not going to go through those man I can't say that on this no even your ten listeners will be some of them will be connected <laughs> we'll do that off pod we'll do that off pod okay, we'll do that off pod yeah so uh, you grew up in Wales no or, uh, oh okay no, right okay I grew up, let's I grew up, pod, let's yeah, <laughs> but good research uh, yeah. no I, I my parents did okay uh, so I have a lot of Welsh family um, but I grew up in England I grew up in Surrey but um, I spent a lot of time in Wales and still do spend a fair amount of time in Wales actually um, so I, I grew up in England but I don't feel like fully English because there's so much Welsh influence welcome to the club yeah <laughs> <laughs> there you go man it's true though I think if you've got if you've got parents from like a small country like with a lot of pride it's kind of drummed in it, and even if it's not drummed in in a kind of direct way it's there on, on some on lots of levels like there's a lot of slagging off the English culture so you, that's kind of what you grow up with so um, although I sound very English and look very English uh, I, I sort of don't feel fully English I feel mm. a little bit Welsh see that's why because uh, I I knew that your parents were Welsh. Yeah. So I just assumed that you grew up there, but obviously you're wrong. So I was going to say you've really lost it. You did a really good job of losing the accent. Yeah, I did. I did. And my and my so in my house, we're growing up. My my dad spoke fluent Welsh. My mum doesn't speak Welsh, not really. But my my grand lived with us until I was mm. about fifteen. She's a fluent Welsh speaker, and they tried to teach me Welsh. Mm. It's a really hard language to learn really hard language to learn so I kind of rejected it but now I do regret it because like it was dying back then like 80s 90s was a dying language and then it's been massively revitalised in the last 20 odd years mm. uh, and when you go to Wales now it's much more commonly spoken it's a really it's such a hard language to learn man but um, but I kind of feel like I should have bothered but I'm too old now I can't be bothered yeah I get that yeah. I mean you do look about 20 what do you mean you're about 25 right, right? Thanks, it's okay we won't say the real age on it no, it's fine no. so 
Um, I want to talk about your show, your Edinburgh show. Yeah. Um, okay. 90s baby. 90s boy. 90s boy. Yeah. 90s boy. I, I thought I was the one that was hungry. <laughs> <laughs> 90s boy. So what? Why the 90s? Because I've obviously I've grew, I was born in the 90s. Yeah. But so that meant I didn't necessarily grow up in the 90s. Yeah. So what is it about the 90s culture that made you think that is uh, right for an Edinburgh show? Well, it wasn't actually when I because I wrote the show in at the end of 2019 to take it to Edinburgh in 2020, and obviously that didn't. How happen. did that? Why? What happened? Well, there was a. Oh, it's a long story. It's a thing. Okay. Yeah, it might you might pass you by. Anyway, um, so I did it like once at the beginning of 2020, and um, it wasn't called that then, and it wasn't really about the 90s then. But when what was I was, it, what was it called? It was called Warrior Princess. And it was kind of about being diagnosed with ADHD in adulthood. Oh, yeah. There we go, ADHD boys. Yes. Um, and uh, but then it was quite reflective. It was going back and looking at how things made in my life made sense because of in, in because of that diagnosis, like things that I kind of beat myself up about in the past. I'm sure you've had this as well. Um, and then you go and I go, oh, that's why. Um, so it because it became quite reflective. It became. It became a lot about the nineties because that was my teenage years. Mm. So um, I st started to kind of realise that that was where there would be quite a lot of interest. And then I started talking a lot about nineties music and nineties uh, culture and stuff. Mm. And so, and I worked a little bit with a with a director, and he said, "This is you need to name it this because there's a real interest in like nineties nostalgia at the moment. You know that thirty year cycle thing where things like come round thirty yeah. years later." And that's what we're in at the moment. That's why, like, Gen Z is a walking around in 90s clothes and listening to, or what they call it, crate digging, when they go and listen to, like, music from that era and stuff. So mm. it's very kind of in. Um, so it that's why. It wasn't really my, my preferred name, but I think it was the right thing to name it. And it definitely got, God, like, a massively mixed crowd. Because there were people at my age that were coming to see it, obviously, because they found that nostalgic. But there were also a lot of young people that came to see it because they were interested in what the 90s was and then, yeah yeah and there's there's a retro thing but actually there was a quite a lot of people that came because it, i talk about adhd and talk about neurodiversity and mm. a lot of people who came either have it or think they have it or their kid has it or something like that mm. and a lot of the messages i get after the show were about that um like asking about oh you know how did you find out what books did you read blah 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 um so yeah it was it was it was great i really i really enjoyed it um and I kind of didn't want it to be too serious, which is why I wanted to talk about shit 90s stuff too, like some of the worst music from the de from that decade. There was a lot of bad stuff. I don't know. How dare you? <laughs> I'll have you know, the Venga boys yeah. were amazing. They were amazing. All right? But the thing is, it. but it, you know how there's a lot of stuff like that that is shit, but you love it? Yeah. Yes. And there's a lot of that from 90s culture. So... But we all know it's shit, but we all still love it. Yeah. So I, I, I was, and that, there's a massive market for that. I think there still is probably, but there's a massive market for that. I wouldn't know now though what stuff will be relevant in the next thirty year cycle. Like mm. what is shit enough now to be in that kind of nostalgic but shit category in thirty years time? I just wouldn't. I wouldn't be in touch with that. Or if, even if it would happen in the same way. Um. So right now, would it? It would. I don't know. So I. I, again, I think because there was a real raggediness to a lot of the nine to a lot of the nineties culture, like not the nineties, like nineties music and yeah. a lot of nineties um, movies. I think that because everything is so, um, I don't say streamlined. That's not the phrase. That's not the phrase I'm looking for. I think it's so. 
not perfect, but it's just I can't. Oh, this is brilliant content. But do you think? Do you think that because you know how then when you've got like a limited amount of TV channels and mm. radio stations, yeah, right. So therefore, a lot of people in that decade have got the same cultural references. Like if you if you if you're born and brought up in the UK, or even if you're not, generally there's still cultural references that click click internationally. Yeah. But now there's so many streaming services so many different ways of listening to music there's so many different radio channels there's so many different tv stations mm. that those common references probably aren't there aren't as many of those because it's because content is so it's so much wider so much more of it you know so you can be far more selective about what you listen to yeah you're not kind of forced to listen to the same shit on radio one that everyone else was do you know what i mean that's right so you're not and you don't have to listen you don't have to wait and wait for the charts yeah. to play that one song that yeah. you want to record yeah exactly you could you could just instantly get it which is great in a way i love i love it but yeah. you you don't all have the same cultural experiences um you can be far more specific about what you like and really dig into that really quickly and really easily in a way that you couldn't back then mm -hmm. but you don't necessarily i don't i don't know if in 20 years time i'm gonna i you know you look at somebody who 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 is let's say in their 30s or 40s who was a teenager now that would necessarily have exactly the same reference mm -hmm. points for that reason i don't know yeah i mean i don't think there was really there really was something to be said about the kind of things that we did back in the 90s and the 2000s like yeah. for example just waiting and listening to the listening to every single song in the charts yeah. until that one song came on and yeah. top of the pops i don't know about you but it was a friday ritual for yeah, us yeah absolutely it really was Are you and and the thing is like you wanted is weird because you can listen to that on the radio and the, if it was a song in the top 20 it was going to be on the radio on loop anyway yeah but you'd still want to watch it being performed live on tv live yeah live yeah live <laughs> <laughs> which really was most uh, pop bands would never perform live on um, on top of the pops but a actually most bands didn't perform live on top of the pops really yeah um i was listening to um Another pot. Uh, I can say it, Jack Mates podcast, and he had. And he had. Oh, was it? No, was it Jack Mates? It was. Um, no, it was Parenting Hell. Yeah. And they had someone from quite a big band. I can't remember the band's name, but they were talking about pop, Top of the Pops and going on Top of the Pops, and they said that it was. Yeah, after about after like their second performance, they just didn't do live anymore at Top of the Pops because no one else was doing live. Really. So yeah. you look less slick than yeah. if you were doing slick. your Slick! That's the one I was looking for, yeah. slick! There you go. Oh, you smart son of a bitch. I love you. You've got to remember what that relates to now. <laughs> like three minutes ago. But yeah, uh, no, I know. Slick to do with... Um, Slick to do with everything that we get to the other kids to get today okay, compared right, to what yeah, we yeah, get yeah, what they had in the 90s, yeah. This is when you shouldn't have two people with ADHD on a podcast. No, it's true. Um, <laughs> it just made, it just, I think it makes great content, to be it fair. That's yeah, true. One of us will be wandering off at any one time. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, but there was still something, I don't know, magical about that many people in a studio. Um, they're just the kind of energy in the room as well. Like, there isn't anything. I'm going to burst your bubble again. Go on then. It was lit... Um, Top Some of the Pops. Pre-filmed. Yeah. It was pre-filmed, obviously. Yeah. But um, it was literally just two rows of audience at Top of the Pops. Oh, God. Yeah. They just filmed it really, really well. I'm glad I've it. done this show already because you fucked my childhood <laughs> by giving me this kind of, these nuggets of information that I don't need to know. I'm so sorry. Yeah, well, you should be. Yeah. Okay. Well, not, well, I'm glad you wrote the show. And I'm glad <laughs> you wrote the show first. So. Yeah, I'm glad I did too. <laughs> Otherwise, it'd just be me standing in a room crying. <laughs> Why? I thought they were more talking than about that. how Carl Wolf <laughs> destroyed the concept for the show. Of top of the pops. Mm. <laughs> twenty years later. Twenty years, 20 years later. later. Yeah. Oh Jesus. 
But no, Total Hearts was great. Uh, but what else was it about the 90s that made you think that is right? Um, I think that there is... So I think there's a shared nostalgia about shit pop music. I think there definitely yeah. is a bit of that. And, and, and you still... That's still like... You hear that a lot. And you hear that a lot in... Well, not that I go to clubs, but you, uh, you know, I know that there's a big thing with um, teenagers now, mm. like finding that stuff, and I think they speed it up. Yeah, yeah, like friends. Yeah, they're finding friends now. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yep. So there's a big thing for that. Um, TV less so. There are things like friends that they're finding, but a lot of '90s TV comparatively is a bit shit now. But there are some nostalgic stuff. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I'll have you know, Blind Date was phenomenal. But the so. thing is, right, I, I, if you put on Blind Date now... To, Please don't put on Blind Date. No, don't put on Blind Date. <laughs> Just don't do but it. the concept, right, was the precursor to a lot of stuff that is now on TV, right? Love yeah. Island is like about... I mean, it's about a million steps away from Blind Date. But Take Me Out is, is Blind Date. There you go, right? Yeah, so therefore that's the that's the kind of... That's how it initiated, and then this is the evolution of it to what it, to to the dating shows that you see now. So there's still a lot of stuff that it was important back mm. then, but it just wouldn't be relevant or necessarily accepted. I don't think as good TV now. Um, but yeah, I do. Have talk- you seen Saturday Night TV now? Yeah, I think Blind Date would fit right I in. I actually would. I, I would still watch it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, so there's a bit about that. There's there's it's quite a bit about politics. I talk quite a lot about um, uh, the kind of mood of the time and the kind of new labor movement as well because i was quite into that so there's a fair bit about that i actually thought that people would care more about that than they actually do um but i cared about it at the time so i talked quite a bit about that um but it is mostly about kind of and, and it's a little bit about um attitudes to mental health in the 90s so talking about having adhd no and knowing about it now in your adulthood but not knowing about it then and the way that those things were kind of either dismissed or there was just a lack of awareness really yeah so it was just oh that kid not very good at concentrating i think for me i think because i even though i was born in the 90s i grew up yeah. in the 2000s so mm. i think by that point there was much more of a there was much more of an awareness of these well more than there was did you know when you were a teenager yeah you did yeah, yeah. i got diagnosed with pretty much everything well i got diagnosed with most things um when i was a child but yeah um, See, that's good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, my, but they had to. My parents had to fight for those kind of things. So it still, even though it was recognised or more recognised than it was in the nineties, it's they still had a long way to go. Fight with the school. To, no, to fight with it. yeah, fight with the school. Fight with the um, uh, fight with the local authority. Mm. It was just a battle. Yeah, and so whilst there, whilst there was more knowledge of it. Yeah. It still was a bit shit. Yeah. And I think even now, even though we are in a bit, even though it is more widely recognised, it is very rare for a kid to get an, an educational healthcare plan. Yeah, I I, I think I agree with that. Um, for, <laughs> what, you because, agree? It's yeah, hard. Yeah. Good, well, good, good. <laughs> not, that, not that I'm in that field of work, but I do know, well, you know much better than I do, obviously, because you're in it, but from other teachers and, and people that work in education, I'm aware mm. of that. Um, but I think a lot of that is to do with the fact that teachers and education staff are so stretched anyway on yeah. everything else that this is, in their mind, 
a less of a priority, mm. which I sort of get in a sense because um, you're talking about a minority, well, not you know, a, fair, a fairly small minority, uh, compared to trying to improve education standards generally across the board. So mm. they're going, kind of, well, this, yeah, we know this is important, but this is this group of kids. We need to kind of do something for the majority. So yeah. there's a lot of problems. Uh, we could get really deep into this, yeah, but it become could, a very serious podcast. Yeah. So. <laughs> Speaking of speaking of children, um, Lopez versus Lopez, Lopez versus Lopez, Lopez versus Lopez. Have you, like, as being someone who's around, who was who grew up in the nineties, were you aware of George Lopez? In- no, um, I wasn't. And to be honest, I wasn't aware of this at all until you sent me the link. Um, See, that's why I started. To, that's why I started to suggest things to other people yeah. instead of letting them decide what ones we do. Because I'm not going to lie, I'm sick of. Saying I'm doing a sitcom, I'm doing a, I'm doing a, I'm doing a, po- I got a podcast. Would you like to be on it? Yeah, sure. What sitcom would you like? What sitcom would you like to talk about? Oh, let's talk about your Friends, Scrubs, or Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah. Um, no, I'm glad because I like finding stuff that I don't know about. Um, yeah. Because I'm, I'm a bit of a comedy nerd, so I try to kind of like watch a lot of new stuff and new mm. content. But I was completely unaware of this. Yeah. Um. So, I want to say thanks. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, you're welcome. Thank you're, you. Okay. Um, before we get into what you actually thought of the show, what, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. what you actually thought of the show, the reason that I picked it for you was yeah. because of the sh- was because of well because of your Edinburgh show really because it's kind of a '90s show yeah. in a. 2023 clothing i completely agree that is a very accurate assessment of it yeah it's like someone has found a script and the sets yeah (laughs) sitcom that didn't get made yeah um like in some back room in a production studio somewhere and Mm -hmm. gone i would just crowbar some up-to-date references yes and make it yeah and that's exactly how it feels and it's got the canned laughter and and it's actually it's I do because it's a it is a studio audience. Yeah. But have you been to, have you ever been to a sitcom taping? Not yes. many have you? Yeah. Oh, which one did you go to? I've been to well, this was quite a long time ago. Go uh, for it. Oh oh this is exciting. Now, so it? uh so Greg Davies used to be in a comedy trio called We Are Clang. Yeah. They had a, a sitcom uh series in the mid two thousands, mid two thousands, maybe late two thousands, and I went to see that being filmed. Mm-hmm. Uh I'll be honest with you, it was I loved that comedy troupe, but their T V show wasn't amazing. Okay. But, um when it went out on and a lot of people in the audience I loved it, but a lot of people in the audience didn't get it. So the laughter that was in the room mm-hmm probably wasn't good enough to put on tv when it came out on bbc3 i think it was uh you the laughter that was actually on the soundtrack was much more vigorous than the rest oh, okay so but yeah it did have it did have a live audience and i know i know that most of them probably do because when i because i went to go watch a sitcom called kate and kodri getting getting filmed i think that i think i don't think they do it anymore i think yeah i think they cancelled it now but it was last year yeah and how they did it was because the audience was we were consistently laughing but because they had to do multiple takes the uh, the laughter did subside yeah so what they did was obviously they recorded the laugh they recorded us laughing and what they'll do then is they'll take the best take and take the laughter from the yeah, audience yeah yeah and put it onto the bet on the best take but does it do you not find it still sounds forced like you can kind of hear like it's so clean the laughter do you know what i mean it's not like it it's like all in and then nothing do you know what i, I mean i've not 
Uh, it's not like the laughter fizzles out. In- I find that more with American shows. Yeah, yeah. I mean more with American shows, in fairness, yeah. With British shows that not going out, there is often a continuous yeah, yeah. a continuous laughter. Yeah. Yeah. But with this one, I could kind of see where it was a bit more where it's probably a bit more heavily edited. And actually in the first episode, it did sound like the audience was masked because the because there's a lot of cheering muffled, yeah yeah there's a lot of cheering um particularly when they do that there's a lot of tiktok in it quite randomly yeah. um but there's that gets a lot of cheering going on and it do, you're right there it feels really real it feels like yeah. the audience are really engaged with it um and it might be that they are throughout the whole thing i don't know but but there's times where i'm like this i it not i think Laughter soundtracks annoy me in a way that they probably didn't go back to the 90s. They didn't in the 90s because it was really normal for, to have that. But after, you know, The Office and loads of other, like the Royal Family stuff, who then, who then got rid of those soundtracks, that's yeah. what we've come to expect now. So when you hear it on a, on a modern sitcom, you're like, ah, it kind of grates a little bit. Um, but you're right. There are bits of it where... Um, you can really hear the audience engaging with it. Mm. Uh, and there's some really good jokes in it. And, and I... I did laugh out loud. Yeah. Uh, there's also <laughs> some not. <laughs> yeah. But um, then that's a sitcom. That's a sitcom, yeah. Um, uh, it's kind of funny because this is George Lopez's third studio audience sitcom. Are you a fan of George Lopez? I'm, I, I, I mean, yeah, in a way. I think it's, I think, well, I kind of grew up watching his original sitcom, which is called George Lopez. Uh-huh. And it was produced by Sandra Bullock, actually, but, you know. Okay. Um, also, I noticed uh, that one of the cre- creators of this show is called Debbie Wolf. Yeah. Spelled the same way, too. Yeah, it. yeah. I noticed that, too. Any relation? No. Nope. Oh, good. None at all. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, so this is, his third, this is his third one. So his first one ran from, like, 2001 to 2006. Yeah. Then he had one from 2012 to 2013, which was terrible. Okay. Then he's got this one. And this one came about because him and his daughter, who's actually the daughter on the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, after about 10 years of, they didn't speak to each other for about 10 to 15 years, like on the show. Yeah. So they, and then they reconnect, they, then they had to, re, then they reconnected and started rebuilding their relationship. And that's what this show is actually about. Yeah. Yeah. So this all started from a TikTok where she was talking about her father and her relationship with her father. Which is how this starts, doesn't it? Yeah. It starts with a TikTok. I imagine not that TikTok video, but no. a TikTok video. Um, yeah, I mean, it, the concept's good. I think it's... it's. I like the concept of it. <laughs> uh, and I quite like her, actually. I think she's quite likeable. Yeah. Um, He's not so likable, but then he's not really supposed to be, I guess. No, he's a sitcom dad. Yeah. Sitcom dads are not meant to be the like, well, they're, they're the heart of the show. Yeah. But they're not meant to be the likable ones. You're meant to like everyone else around them. You're supposed to like kind of root for the, the yeah. dad in the way. Yeah. But everyone else is supposed to be the nice one and they're supposed to be the kind of like the idiot kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. I do like the one bit I think is really good is because. Um, the daughter has a son herself, yeah. so his grandson, and her, I don't think they're married, but her boyfriend. Her boyfriend, her yeah. Boyfriend, um, the dad regularly refers to him as he may or may not be the dad. Yeah. The That's really good. It's a good recurring gag. It's a really gag. good recurring gag, yeah. And it's it's like little throwaway lines, but every time, I'm like, That's, that's good. There should be more of this. And the boyfriend played by Matt Sheevely is too... 
afraid to yeah. actually stand he's, up for himself. Yeah, he's, he finds that the the, the uh, her parents quite overbearing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He's um he plays that well, well actually. He's quite a good character. <laughs> I love the grandma. I love the grandma. Yeah, <laughs> I love the grandma. She's probably my favorite character in it. I think because the kid's quite annoying. Although there's a bit in this third episode, which is when I watched today. Well, she's teaching him Spanish. Teaching him Spanish. Yeah, yeah, she's teaching him Spanish. And that final credit scene where she's basically got him to learn Spanish so he can watch a uh, novella. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, South American soap operas, and uh, and and they act out. Uh, a, a scene from a South American so and it's brilliant. It's, yeah. brilliant. it's, the, it's genuinely great. And George just sat there eating popcorn. Yeah, popcorn. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really good. It's sort of almost out of context with the rest of the show, but it's so good. I loved it. Um, I think that that's. I think it is a. Here's here's the thing about it. It is a mediocre sitcom. Yeah, it's bang average. Yeah. Bang average. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's for me personally. That's kind of what I want. Mm. I, that's kind of what I want out of this kind of this thing. Just something that's bang average. I can sit down, consume it, laugh a bit, and just be and not hate myself for watching it. Yeah, and it's also the episodes are like twenty minutes because it's an American sitcom, that's it. so it it doesn't take up much of your time. Mm. Um, I agree with you. When I've watched the first episode and you sent me like three, I was like, oh god, I've watched it. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it actually, I, gets... I thought about sending you six, you? but like okay. I thought. Um, uh, it does get I mean it actually gets better as it goes on I think um, but and it has a lot of a lot of 90s tropes as well like the best uh, the girl she works with is very much like a caricature of a 90s yeah. workmate yeah um, so she's quite annoying but uh so there's uh, it's sort of it's sort of I don't think intentionally but quite nostalgic because yeah. of, for, for that because it has that feel to it um, there's actually um, in the Christmas episode which I didn't send you yeah um, um, spoiler alert for those of you who are, might be massive <laughs> like yeah. those, those <laughs> fans. Um, the uh, the family well the actors and the family from his first sitcom actually turn up actually turn up and are the same character well the same characters as they were in the first sitcom oh as that's quite cool one. actually I yeah like that and george is just like because he was called george in that other sit and that sitcom and he's also called george in this sitcom yeah and he's just like oh, i wish a husband are you i like that i like that guy <laughs> <laughs> that's good okay i might i might actually watch the rest of that just to see that because it's, it's really nice yeah there's bits of it you're like I wish they did more of this. Like they do a lot of um, the, actually the the sort of uh, more up to date references. Um, they, they actually mm. sometimes they're the best bits. Weirdly, even though they're they feel they feel kind of forced in, mm. but there are some of the funniest jokes are around those bits. Yeah, uh, I think. Uh, but there's a lot of bad jokes in there as well. Yeah, mm. like but then like what American sitcom doesn't have a string yeah, of you're right. Bad jokes with mixed in with the good. Yeah, it's true. But then any 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 studio audience sitcom has those kind of jokes. It does. Um, some more so than others. Some more so than others. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, this isn't a classic. <laughs> it might become it, but yeah. um, but it isn't unwatchable. You're right. Um, and it, it it weirdly also tries to make some quite important social points about it's like there's some social commentary in there as well yeah and again that kind of feels it sort of feels forced but yeah. actually it the jokes around them are quite good um and that's a classic thing for american sitcoms like, i remember yeah. like um um 
Fresh Prince used to do quite a lot of that. So did Saved by the Bell. You know, they, they talk about social issues and it kind of does do that, uh, and I, which I don't mind. And I sort of think it's probably quite important that you get that in some yeah. sitcoms. Um, so although it's a bit clunky... You do know that now, now that you mentioned Saved by the Bell, that is going to be what we're going to talk yeah. about the next time you come I on. I wish I'd be in charge of that one. <laughs> 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 knowledge of that is so much better. Uh, but I love Saved by the Bell. But I, and and I, I, I probably wouldn't... Have you seen the reboot? Not the most recent one. I've seen... They've, the new done, they've done a few ones over Yeah, there. they did the college years. Yeah, they yeah, did yeah. the new class. Yeah. yeah. I, I've, again, I've been through them all, man. Don't worry. Hand. Yeah. You've got a lot of time on your hands. Oh, yeah. Since you drink less comedy and, and not drinking. The, the trick is just have no friends in high school. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, yeah. A, that's all you need to do. That's, that might, that's why I was delighted in the 90s as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, is it good than... than Say by the bell. Not seeing it, but apparently it's all right. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm going to watch it. And do you know what? Next time I have you on, we will talk about all things Say by the Bell. So yeah, 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 yeah. Say by the Bell, the original say- Oh no, it'll be wait, um Good Morning Miss Bliss. That's the that was the original five episode series before it became Say by the Bell. Okay. Then we'll talk about Say by the Bell, then we'll talk about Say by the Bell, the new class, then the college years, yeah. and then I don't know, new class. New class. I think it was college, it's college years, years, then new class. class. Because Screech is in, is in New Class. He's in all of them. He's in all of them. But New Class is... He's the only one in of, yeah. the, of the kids, isn't he? In, yeah. In New, New Class. Uh, Mr. Belding's in it as well. Yeah. Um, but the college is, is all of them at college. Yeah. No Mr. Belding. That's right. Yeah. And, and poor for, for that. <laughs> <laughs> and then the reboot is with everyone apart from Dustin Diamond. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Yeah, he is very sad, actually. It is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'll tell you what isn't sad. Lopez versus Lopez. <laughs> Nicely brought back. <laughs> um, I think they do. I think, like you said, they do deal with some things. Really, they do deal with some social issues really well. And yep. uh, I think the contrast of old school and new school really comes into play with that. Yeah. Um, where the, the, the sort of progressive daughter versus the kind of slightly stubborn, stuck in his way yeah. dad. Yeah. Good. And, and actually, on. The one there's one on uh, anxiety. anxiety. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. yeah, it's really that's quite well dealt with actually. I mean, it's again like clunky, but it it does make the point quite well. Yeah, um, and it kind of well it ha- he kind of ha- George has to re-examine his upbringing. Yeah, and the impact that it's had on him. Yeah, because at at first he's very dismissive. He is. Yeah, and then of, and and of her taking anti-anxiety medication as well yeah so again going back to like old attitudes to that kind of th- those kind of mental health conditions yeah uh, and he's got he's of that generation where you just get on with it you don't talk about it uh, yeah yeah yeah. i feel like i'm kind of like in between that that mindset's kind of like in between uh-huh. i'm not a get on with it like don't talk about it kind of person yeah I'm more of a get on with it but talk about it only take medication if you really need it okay kind of person. yeah yeah I, what, I would agree thought? with that. Yes, because because the thing is, I'm of that generation where um, we didn't talk about it, and mm. you just go, "Oh, just like just just concentrate." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That's the teacher say. Just like just just, just concentrate. Just, just stop staring out the window. Yeah, you know, just 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 do work, and you're like, just, "Oh, okay, I'll I'll just do work then." Just yeah, yeah stop drawing. Stop drawing with yeah. your paper. Yeah, don't walk around the classroom. Just do your work. Yeah, but you're right. I'm. I'm there's a balance in the middle because you can't also say that medication is the only solution no. and there's got to be some will you can't just blame this for everything because sometimes 
we are just lazy. Like there are times yeah. where you, yeah, okay, I've got this, but I could just be lazy as well. Yeah. So it's it's a balance. You're still gonna like get on with things, but I agree. You need to talk about it. You need to understand it, and the more you understand it, the better you can treat it. The more you can put in practices in your life that help you deal with it day to day, and then yeah. you don't need as much medication. So I think there's that. Yeah, there is a balance there. And actually, Lopez Lopez versus Lopez. That Lopez, kind of, Lopez versus Lopez. Yeah, Lopez versus Lopez. <laughs> when, when she disowns the child. child and he has to. Yeah. And in 20 years' time, they have, he will come back. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, they, that, that, they kind of deal with that quite well, actually, I think, uh, because she's not completely dismissive of his attitude. And yeah, it's, it's good. I, I like what do you think of children in sitcoms? Like, generally. Generally, they're annoying. Um, I can't think of many where they're not annoying. Uh, uh, actually, unless it is a children's sitcom, obvious a family sitcom. Yeah, obvious. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, what well, was one I was thinking of? And this is—I know we're not <laughs> nobody watches anymore, but the, the Cosby Show. Yeah. Um, the granddaughter in that who Raven Simone. Raven Simone. Yeah, was brilliant. Yeah, she's a brilliant character uh, and had some amazing lines. I thought she was um, terrific. And in Modern Family, when um, Lily is very young. And uh, Manny is very young as well. And Luke, actually, as a very young kid, they're very good, I think. Do you mean, uh, do you mean Alex? Because Lily's like... Are you talking about Lily, which is a baby, or like... Lily, as a... So, Cam and... Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, she gets really good lines. She does. Uh and most of the lines she says are a joke. Like, yeah. they don't give her anything other than jokes to, to say, to be honest. Uh, or certainly early on when she's like, when she could just about talk. Um, but I did find that very funny. But I thought Luke as a kid was brilliant. Um, well, I think that, well, Steve Levitan, who wrote, Modern, well, who at least co-wrote, but created Modern Family. Yeah. It feels like that he and Christopher Lloyd, Steve Levitan and Christopher Lloyd, not that Christopher Lloyd, it's a different Christopher yeah. Lloyd. Um, they... It feels like they actually have met a child. Yes, it does. Whereas some of these other sitcoms, it's like, oh, okay, this is what an adult who hasn't spent much time with children thinks a child would say. Yeah, I agree. Because it's often the case, and I know that I've said this about Lily, but but they only give the kid a funny line to say. The kid doesn't have any com chat other than that and you're like well that's not realistic that so it does become difficult mm. to believe in it as a character um and i know they do that with the Mon family but luke they do that with but they also make him a real like you could be you believe he is their child yeah right? um and a lot of sitcoms just don't like in friends I, it's hard to believe that ben is Ross's, Ross's child. child. He's just a kid that pops in occasionally. And we barely see him. Yeah, we barely see him. He doesn't really seem to have a relationship with him. It's hard to uh, believe that. And there's lots of sitcoms where that's the case, I think. Uh, but I agree with you. It's it's a lack of research by the writers on... on what children actually children like, it, yeah. I think... I'd I really hope that because of how... That because, because the writing can actually be quite good in Lopez versus Lopez. Yep. And... The character, and they've shown that they can develop characters. I hope that they do develop the child a bit more. Yeah, yeah. Because he's, he's not. I have to say, he's quite funny. Yeah, there are. He's uh, not unlikable. He's not unlikable, um, especially he, in the most. Well, especially when he has been while well, his grandma's trying to teach him Spanish. Yeah, that that is that whole sequence is brilliant. That in fact, he's great throughout that whole episode. Um, he's also and, at, and actually, to be fair to the writers, that. 
I think is how a child, a manipulative child would react. Yeah, I agree. And there's a bit where he comes down the stairs dressed as uh, a, an adult soap opera character with yeah. a moustache and everything. And the, the, the studio owners are going nuts for it. And you can see him waiting for that laughter to die yeah. down. And you're like, this kid is professional. Like, yeah. uh, he could really read the audience. Um, he And he's really expressive. He's a really good actor, actually. Um, I, I agree. I think there's a lot they could do with him. Uh, but I, he's annoying, but I, I, he's also good if that makes sense like uh, a child like a child yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like most children they found a kid that can act well um and I, I i think he but they do the classic thing of just giving him funny lines um but he does deliver them well funny that in a sitcom they give you funny lines yeah weird i know <laughs> <laughs> but you know when it's sitcom like where every single thing has to be a joke it can it can get a little bit yeah tiring whereas i think the best sitcoms there's a little bit of pathos and there's a little bit of like there's they set it up where there's you believe it um, yeah. because they do have normal conversations where not every single line is a is yeah. either a shit joke or or, not, or proper punchline. I agree. Have you watched Roseanne? Yes. Like, okay. Because I'm I'm making my way through that at the moment because mm -hmm. I watched it quite a bit as a child, grown up, yeah. and now I've got the DVDs and stuff. Yeah. I think that's one of the I think that's one of those rare studio audio sitcoms yeah. where they actually don't have a joke every 30 seconds no they don't there's a lot of um heart and tragedy in roseanne if you watch it over well you obviously are but watching it over years yeah um it's yeah you really believe in them as a family because they do have conversations where they're not in fact they, there's whole sequences where it's, there's no jokes in it at all because talking mm. about something really serious yeah um yeah i agree i i loved roseanne and it was it, at the time there wasn't really much like it because it was around the same time as Cheers, and Cheers is very like line, 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 joke, joke, joke. Um, although it does have some some genuine moments of drama, but uh, like showing Duval leaves. Yeah, exactly. Like that is there's proper heart in it. Um, but um, but Roseanne had a lot of that before she went off the rails. Yeah, <laughs> but even yeah yeah, and even the reboot. I think even the the 2018 the 2018 series of Roseanne yeah that was great as well yeah I, I saw a few episodes of that and it was great I think that I rarely l think comebacks are a good idea they don't but I have to say mm. they did it well and um, I mean it was difficult because they killed Dan <laughs> but they, they dealt with that bit quite well, well well they brought him back didn't they they brought him back yeah yeah um, they Dallas him yeah they did yeah <laughs> and everyone went yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> Why don't some people say I'm dead? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I, but they that was almost like slightly meta, and I quite, mm. I quite liked that. And there, there were times in Roseanne where they did that sort of stuff, and yeah. I, I liked that about it. Um, but yeah, it is a shame now, and I haven't seen the Connors. I am, in, I'm, I want to see, I am, I want to make my way through Roseanne first, yeah. and then do the, then watch the Connors because I, yeah. I'm really excited. I, I'm I'm excited to see what they do with her not in it. My mum has apparently my mum and dad watched a bit of the corners actually recently. They said it was okay. Yeah, okay. I I will I will give it a go. I find it hard to see how it because she's such she's such a central character. Yeah, she, I, yeah. Um, but I, they're all very good characters. They're all very yeah. well developed characters in it. And that's what I've heard mm. is that she's created such good ca characters that were so good that they can stand on their own even without her even though yeah it's a shame that the 
it's a shame that she's not in it anymore. In a way that I imagine any other sitcom probably couldn't, because you know, it, like it's been, I know it's been going for so long, but it was I don't know, maybe ten years in its first run, right? And now you come back, but because those characters are so established, you're familiar with them. If that was a comedy that had only run for let's say two or three seasons. I don't think there's any way you can continue no. without her. But now, you, yeah, there's it, realistically you can because effectively it's a spin-off, kind of. Yeah, or a sequel. Yeah, sequel. Yeah, um, I'll give it a go. Uh, but yeah, I, I that was that was a really important '90s comedy, I think, Roseanne. Yeah, uh, it was like a Friday night ritual thing to watch that and Cheers. Mm. Um, Lopez, 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 Lopez is not <laughs> that category. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it has the ability to. I think it has. If they can, if they continue, have they have they commissioned a second season? They've commissioned twenty two a full a full season order twenty two episodes. Okay, okay, that's all, and that's usually a good sign. Yeah, it is. Yeah, especially from NBC. Okay. Um. So if they get a twenty two season order, generally speaking, they're going to get that. Generally, does mean that they're likely to get a second season. Mm-hmm. Um. If you had, to, this is a question that I love asking people, yeah. right? And I think you'll find it easier than most. If you had to remake Lopez versus Lopez, yeah, how would you do it? Have had to remake it. Remake it, yeah. So you've got no choice. You've been given like twenty million dollars or pounds or whatever. You've got to remake it. How would you do it? That's a good question. That's why I asked. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I would probably. I would. I would remove it from being a live studio thing. I would have it. I would definitely keep. I like the concept of the the daughter and the the father, uh, and having not seen each other fifteen years is really good. I'd probably start with m- more into the backstory of that. I think, um, and probably take it out of the kind of '90s sitcom esque setting thing and make it kind of a bit more gritty and real. Mm. Um, that would probably be. M- Where would you take it? Yeah, good question. Where would I take it? Because it's thing with suburbia is it's pretty boring as a setting, and it's a pretty classic thing for. Uh, uh, but then I, it kind of I get why it's there as well. Uh, I don't know, maybe maybe like a, like a gritty city, something like that. Okay. Where would you take it? Where would I take it? Um, I wouldn't change anything about it. But <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I would take it to um, maybe. A, well, I mean, I don't. I, I'd keep it. I would keep it in suburbia. Would you make it more kind of modern family style? In in in, do you know what I mean? Like the is less setty. Do you know what I mean? Yep, yeah. I'd make it more. I'd um, I would. Yeah, I would actually make it more modern family style. So we cut in between the two the two mm. families and the the three or four families in their life, three or four sections of the family in their lives. Yeah. Um, so we'd have mom, daughter, tri- mom, daughter, child, and George living in one house, and we'd also have a bit more of the grandma and what her home life is like as well, and also what a daughter's um, work life is like. Yeah. So we cut between those three, and get rid of the studio audience. If I if someone told me that I had to, I would. Okay. But I do like a studio audience. I can't. You do like a studio. I love a studio audience. Okay. This is um... it's interesting because the I think the Lopez versus Lopez equivalent of Modern Family in terms of like the linking is the TikTok videos they do. Yeah. Which to be honest, I get why they're there. That I'd get rid of them. Yeah, I get rid of them. They don't. 
really work and they're sort of out of sync and i get why they're in there probably in there for to to attract a young audience yeah but, but it just feels like an old writer trying to attack trying to attract a young <laughs> audience it does feel like exactly like that um but it's the equivalent i think of the you know the modern family talking headshots where they talk that they're, they're they're talking directly to camera yeah documentary style that's what I think that that's the equivalent in Lopez versus Lopez. One of the things I wouldn't get rid of the talking headshots in Modern Family though, because no, they I wouldn't are either. Fantastic. No, I wouldn't either. But that's what I would replace Lo in Lopez versus. Lopez. Oh, you'd replace them yeah. with the talking headshots. So okay. get the TikTok, get rid of the TikTok videos. And I know we're effectively just ripping off Modern Family here. Yeah. So we're basically doing Modern Family yeah. brown face. Yeah, that's right. Great. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> so I've gone from saying this is a totally unoriginal idea they've just ripped off an idea sitcom to going this is a this is a really original idea that's exactly like, uh, exactly two, like so we're, it's fine. We're not ripping off a '90s sitcom. We're yeah. going to rip off a 2000s sitcom. Exactly. Fine. Exactly. Yeah. Perfectly fine. But a much better one. <laughs> <laughs> but then if you make it, yeah. Okay. Great. I'm I'm down. Good. Sold. All right. That's Should it. we write? <laughs> We'll, uh, we'll we'll talk to your relative Debbie Wolf. Yeah, uh, Debbie. We'll talk, yeah, talk to Aunt Debs. Yeah, and <laughs> see, um, see what she, see what um see what she, I'd love to see that though, like a complete genre change in like between two seasons of a sitcom. Do you know what I mean? Like, has that been done? I'm trying to think. Has that been done before? Well, it's kind of been done with the Fresh Prince, uh, but it's massively bombed so they've done uh, a new version of the fresh prince oh it's not but oh but but the thing is that's a that's a reboot it's a yeah it, i guess you're right yeah it is that's a re, that's a reboot i'm i'm talking about literally completely changed in between seasons not yeah they kind of with partridge a little bit because if you look at the early seasons of iron man and partridge that has a studio audience or a yeah. dance track and then when it goes into the later seasons, so things like Mid Morning Matters and the more recent um, iterations, iterations, there's no sound, and it's much more, yeah. it's real, if you know what I mean. You see, I'd argue that I'm, an, I'd say, I'd argue that those have completely, those are like the Fresh Prince. Those are just different. Re, those are just reboots of Partridge, because I'm an and Partridge is that's that's a studio audience yeah. sitcom, but yeah. then. Whatever you're right, it's not it's yeah. not exactly the same setting and the same concept. Just the next season, yeah, you're right. The, yeah, it's sort of and there's a big gap in between those seasons. But no, you're probably right. I can't think of anything where they've completely changed it in between two seasons to mm. just a completely different genre or style. Apart from uh, Archer, is the only thing I can think of. Some think of that comes close. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm aware of it. I've not seen enough of it to know, but. You don't need. I mean, I I like I like the earlier ones, but you don't need to mess with the rest of them. It's fine. Yeah. But yeah, so Lopez versus Lopez. Yeah. <laughs> I. You know what? I would watch more of them because I when I first watched the first episode, I was like, oh, fuck, three of these to watch. Um, and and I I found it annoying, but I think I found it annoying because it, it reminded me of so many shit ninety sitcoms. But then there were bits of it that I was like, that's very funny mm. and. Uh, and I, like I said, the, the recurring jokes I quite like. Um, so I kind of got into it. So I would watch more of it um, because there, it when it's like something's only twenty minutes, you you don't mind sitting through it. For, and there's no adverts. Yeah, there's no adverts exactly. So you don't kind of mind sitting through it for those two or three really good gags. Do you know mm. what I mean? If it was like forty minutes or an hour, then yeah, that would be hard work. But at that length, it's all right, and it is just watchable. You're right. You can have it on. You're not really offended by it. 
it's it's all right. And everyone in it is quite likable. They are, yeah, except for the dad. <laughs> but I think I think that's because he's meant to be. That's what he's meant to be, though. I wouldn't say that George Lopez is unlikable in the role, though. No, uh, I think it's not his because the the. It's not because he is so the the concept being uh, that he is a dad that hasn't had a relationship. We left his mom, left um, left his wife, who is the mother of Mayan, um, and then she rekindles that relationship. But he wasn't there for her when he was a kid. It's not really that. It's more some of the times the way that he speaks to her, yeah, and the way he treats people. Um, but I, you're right. And then he's not a bad person generally. He's trying to be a good person. Yeah. Um, and it, you really do see um, and as you get later on into the series and you do see a lot more parallels between George Lopez's personal life in real life and the character. So the alcoholism and that yeah. kind of stuff. It, in the, his previous sitcoms, mm -hmm. does he play the same character? No, he plays, um, he plays the dad in the original, in the first iteration of a George Lopez sitcom. He does play the dad. Yeah. Um, and it's a bit more of a home. Do you remember Home Improvement? Mm -hmm. It's a bit like that, but Latino. Okay. So I see. Uh, that's what I say as. Um, so he's a lot more grumpy and hard edge in this movie, in this in this show, than okay. he probably was in the last in the first iteration. Which probably reflects quite accurately how life's gone, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Who's your favorite character in it? I would say I'd say George. Do you really? I'd, yeah, so George or um, or the grandma. The grandma's really good. And I did have to look up whether she is her actual mum. Yeah. She's not. No, uh, she's not. But she's brilliant. I mean, I think they're all good. I just think that I don't know. I mean, I like the relationship between Mayan and George. Mm. But it's clear that she's not done that much acting before. Yep. And, and Matt Sheely, I think he's okay as the boyfriend. But he's just a, the character's a bit of a wet blanket. But then isn't he's supposed to be, isn't he? Yeah, I know. George is the alpha yeah, male. Yeah, I know, I know. But you're, I, I almost think it's not wet enough. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just pour some water on yeah. him. <laughs> um, but, I, I mean, he kind of needs to be there, especially for that reoccurring gag. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but then again, again... But you could take him out and it wouldn't really make that much difference. Yeah, but I actually, I think it would, because he does need the... You do need to have the id to the ego kind of thing. That's so. true, yeah. Also, her he's kind of her stabilizing influence as well, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. Um she's remarkably together, I think, considering everything. She, everything, yeah. Um so I find her likable, but I agree, she's not she's not the best act she's probably the weakest actor in it. Um and some of the gags that she has are bad. Yeah. Um, but there are some that where I think they're supposed to be bad. Like she makes bad jokes. That's the thing about her yeah. character. But there are some where Well, she's a mom. She's trying to be she's yeah. trying to be the cool mom, but not really make well. Yeah. Fair. When you're trying to be the cool parent, you're not the cool parent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um but there are some where the gag is just not very good. <laughs> yeah. Uh but yeah, I it's weird because you're right, she can't really act, but you still kind of believe the relationship between her and the dad because of that is a genuine relationship. So yeah. so it sort of works. But I suspect if anyone else was playing a dad, it would be very difficult to believe them as a as a father as a father daughter. But yeah. I I, I do you like her? I like her, yes. I like I like all of them. Yeah. I think they're all perfectly fine. But if you had to if I had to pick, you know, a favourite to least favourite that'll be it yeah 
That's how you rank them. Yeah, (laughs) we didn't talk about George's friend though, the guy who. um, Oh, him! Yeah, yeah. Who is he, and how is he? He he is Al Madrigal. The guy's um, he's a comedian called Al Madrigal. Okay, Um, and he is he's just a long time a long time friend of of George's. Yeah. Um, Again, he's. They kind of need that kind of character in there. He's very much a 90s uh, sitcom style comic relief. And that's really weird to say, comic relief in a sitcom. But they're there just to take the piss out of and do stupid stuff. Like, if this was the 90s, he'd be played by David Spade. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I like the fact that you understand that. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's only there to be a failure at something and for them to make regular jokes about and for him to say stupid stuff that's his only role um that said it's quite good at doing it yeah that's it our magic was decent yeah decent enough what's he what else is he in um he's a comedian yeah he was in i can't what was he in our magic i can't remember exactly what else he's been in but he's been in a few things um he's just a funny guy yeah that's all I can. That's all I can tell you about him. Yeah, I did. Um, I did like him. I, I, I'm hoping he's in later episodes of this season. Yeah, he is. Okay. Do you want me to send you some more? Yeah, please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I looked them up and I was like, I can't find more episodes. And I, I, it was weird because when I started watching this, I was like, I didn't really want to sit through three. And then after I sat through, it, I was like, because it ends on that such a good that episode three ends on such a good closing credits bit. Yeah. Like, now I want to see more. <laughs> I want to see them do more of this kind of stuff. I mean it. I mean, it does. I mean, the, that is a very, very, very good ending bit. Mm. Um, but and there is, and they do continue to be. It is it does continue to be quite sitcommy? But I think there's for me that's quite nice in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a sitcom which isn't trying to be anything other than a sitcom. There are some banging jokes about Middle America. Like there's a yeah. couple of really good digs at like sort of white middle class America yeah those are the best jokes in it I think yeah Uh, they're really well observed and I wonder like how much of that is lifted from his his comedy like his stand up uh, oh uh, almost a lot I mean not lifted from it word for word yeah but it's his comedy is very political and very much uh, Latino uh, I'm Latino I do this Yeah, yeah and that's pretty much it that's He's very. He's better than that, obviously. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. Because those, I'm like, when that joke, they're so, that the, the, it's so much better than a lot of other the other jokes. You're like, that's really good, and it just sometimes just comes out of nowhere, and mm. it's like a throwaway line. Um, so I do wonder. I, I did wonder that whether it's that's kind of his normal material that he would do. On yeah, the stage. yeah, yes. Uh, but the, it's very good. Oh, and stuff about his family and his grandma as well. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So the stuff about his grandma talking about, well, him, his grandma locking him in a cupboard and things like that. Yeah. That's likely that it did happen. Yeah, I can believe it because it's it's too obscure to not be real. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You, you wouldn't naturally write it. So you, you, there's definitely a lot of it. You feel like even though it's, it is sort of cheesy, um, slightly dated sitcom style, it, it does feel like, quite real as a life story you know? yeah um so yeah that does that does come across it does feel like there's pathos in it i do i did i do believe that a lot of they brought a lot of reality into it despite yeah. the kind of cheesy setting of it uh how long have we done manage up five you got five more minutes well? okay cool um so phil mm. do you want to look into that camera yep um that camera there and 
So I just say to people where they can find you, promote your stuff, go. Uh, you can find me on uh, social media at Phil Green Comedy on pretty much all of them because I'm a needy whore. Um, uh, I'm doing a show, uh, the show we've been talking about, 90s Boy, uh, for the last time at Soho Theatre on the 3rd of March. There are some tickets still available. Please go. Please come. Um, and I'm doing a new show uh, this summer. So go onto my social media channels and I'll be posting dates about it. Is that the upstairs Soho or the downstairs? Upstairs. Of course, oh, it's upstairs. Lovely. Yeah, I, I love that I can't feel downstairs. I love I love that space. I love, I love that space too. It's a great room. It's a great room. Yeah, it'll exactly. Be, it'll be a great show. Mr. Green, thank you for coming on. Thank you and, very much. And we will have you on and I say why do I say we will have you on? It's just me. It's I, you. I, yeah. I, and I'll have you on again. We'll talk about either Roseanne, Save by the Bell, whatever thing. Something so, I've seen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> when is the so when uh, is the summer show gonna go to Edinburgh or what? Yeah, I'm hoping so. Um so it's 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 kind of a continuation of, of last year's show. There's a it's a little bit more uh it's it's more silly but also a little bit more gritty i suppose okay. i'd call it um so yeah, i'm developing that at the moment but i, I will be doing a couple more uh of uh, of, of my old show uh, this year and then working on the new stuff okay uh well i'll get i'll try and get you on to promote the newer show nearer the time that'd be lovely man cool all right oh was good Oi, that was a podcast ah that was good thank you daniel <laughs> Thanks, man. Ooh, we, really nice. took that, we really took that. We really took Lopez versus Lopez.